and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 46. Yeehaw! On which we'll be talking about the, the animated series episodes, The Time Trap, The Ambergris Element, and The Slaver Weapon. My name is Jake, and I'm joined today by... Chris. James. Caitlin. <clears throat> I apologize that I'm going through puberty right now. It's like that episode of the Brady Bunch. Oh, that's <laughs> the voice you're doing. I thought you were like old coot in a mining town. I don't know what I yeah, was. It, it, I don't it, know it, where it started to where it went, and then it became like pubescent boy. It and felt like the sheriff of Nottingham in the Robin Hood animated film at first. That guy who was in like tons of Disney films and all those like, oh, westerns yeah, yeah. and stuff. It sounded like him at first and then that's why I said yeehaw. I get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where, where I was going with that. It just came out that way. But I'll talk normal for the uh, summaries here. Good. So the first episode Thank we'll God. be discussing today is the time warp. No, the time trap. Let's do the time, time trap, trap again. All right. In this episode, the Enterprise is chilling out at the old Delta Triangle. <laughs> okay, Corral. And which is a region of space. Like, really, anytime you're doing any kind of exploration and there's a triangle involved, just stay, stay the fuck away. away. It's mm-hmm. never good. So mm-hmm. this is a region of space if where ships... Three, if, if there's three locations and they can make a triangle, no. Yeah, stay out of those. Add a fourth. Make a square or a rhombus. Yes. Ooh. Um, a square is a type of rhombus, actually. Not all squares are rhombuses, but all rhombuses are... No, the other way other around. Way around. <laughs> Damn it. Rhombi. Um, so, yeah, this is a region of space where Rhombonus. ships just vanish... The uh, while they're hanging out there, the uh, Klingons show up. It's our old buddy Core. Barely. Um, yeah, doesn't. Uh, well, actually, yeah. So our old buddy Doin. Yeah. <laughs> so we get attacked by the Klingons, and then we fire at the Klingons. We don't do any damage, but they vanish. <gasps> so we're like shit. And then some other Klingons show up, and they're like, "You, you hurt our friend. We're prepared to die." And then Kirk's like, "Hmm, I got a plan. Go to the exact spot where the." Klingon ship vanished, so they do it, and then they vanish too. And they find themselves in like this graveyard of all these ships, and they find out that they're in the uh, some place. Like I can't read. I don't know if you said what it's called, but they're in some place. I don't know if the place had a name. I no, they called like Elysium or Elysium. Well, the, the, the council Elysium. was called the Elysian Council. It wasn't. It wasn't so much a uh, different dimension as it was a what did I say? A pocket, pocket. in space. Like a, like a, a pocket in the sweater that is space. And, yeah, and the pocket. garment of space or something. They really did say that. Didn't I'm glad. They? I'm glad they're putting more pockets in things because I always need more pockets. In yeah, my yeah, yeah, I like pockets. pockets. So they got some pockets. They spy the uh, the old USS Boner 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 vehicle. Boner prize. The Boner Bonaventure. The Boner Venture. Wow. Which is the first warp drive ship, apparently. And vanished years ago. Vanished years ago, contra- contradicting everything else we've been told about warp drive, but uh, it's there. Um, they <laughs> what meet, else have we been told about warp drive? Well, you know, Zephyrum Cochrane and the Phoenix was the first warp drive ship. Was that from Metamorphosis? Yeah, and from First Contact. 
Yeah, well, well, first contact hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but it was also talked about in, in the one with Stephen Cocker. Anywho, um, so here we are. They meet the Council of Elders that are like, we have no, this is a region of space where there's only peace, but you can't ever leave. And if you try to do anything that's not peaceful, they'll freeze you for a thousand years. But time has no meaning, or time runs really slow here, so a thousand years will go by like that. And then they're like, and then Kirk's like, I can't take this. So he goes to Core, and he's like, dude, let's team up. Together, we'll get our ships out of here, and it'll all be good. So they work out this plan where they tape the ships together, <laughs> and they use their warp drives together, and they can leave in that, lets them have enough power to escape. Korra's got another plan. He gets his girlfriend to plant a shrinky dink in there. Bomb pill. little bomb pill in the, uh, in the Enterprise computer to go off when they hit warp 8. And then the psychics... There's a psychic on the council, figures it out, and calls him up and says, Hey, they hit a thing, here's exactly where it is, just throw it in the garbage chute. And they do that. And they get out, and they escape. And then Cora's like, what? That tape only lasted just long enough. Yep. Hmm. Um, yeah, they disconnect the ships, and that's it. They made it out. Good good times, had by all. All right, the Amber Gris Element. The Amber Gris Element. They're chilling out at this planet. It used to be a land planet. Now it's a sea planet. And except for where there's land. Except for where there's land. But beside the point. It did look inhabitable, the there, land. There's, inhabitable? In, in, uninhabitable? Un, uninhabitable? Uninhabitable. That's a word. There you go. So they take the old... Uninhibited. Uh, Ooh. The old submersible shuttle down. Um, the aqua shuttle or something, they call it. To the planet's surface. And they're scooting about. And then they get attacked by a giant whale snake creature <clears throat> fucks their shuttle up and sinks them and Kirk and Spock they go down with the ship because that's what you do they fell out of the ship yeah something like that anyway they, no they were still in the they ship they were in the ship yeah. bones and oh, random right sure. no, fell out one fell out yeah so then they conduct a search and they eventually find them but something's wrong they can't breathe oh shit they've been turned into fishmen aquamen they have gills they can't breathe air so we have to put them in a tank and then they're like well shit we gotta figure out what happened you've been genetically modified so they take they go back to the planet and they find that there's some like sea creature mermaid people living under the sea but they're really skeptical and they're like we should no like the naboo <laughs> um, they think they're so smart they think their brain's so big <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That's nice. really good, actually. He's got those extra jaws I mean, I do. that do I have that. the jowls. The I jowls. Can do this. I can boss and ass the shit out of this. So they meet boss and ass. He's kind of a dick. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but then like the, this girl mermaid is like, "I'll help you. Let me show you where our ancient city is, and you can get the secret to turning you back into man people with legs." Well, they had legs, but they didn't. Working on web fingers. Yeah. So they web go there. They finger. fire. Yeah. They bring nice. it back to the Enterprise, and McCoy's like, oh, yeah, you need ambergris to make this shit work. Well, where'd we get that? Well, you gotta go suck off one of those snake whales. <laughs> so they go back, and they're like, they're like to Boss Nash, they're like, dude, listen, we'll get out of your hair. We just need to, you know, we just need to suck off a snake. get a little, get a little uh, tinkle of snake monster venom. And they're like, all right, fine, we'll, we'll help you. So they go, they jerk off the creature, they get its juice. McCoy makes the serum, sticks it in Kirk. Wow. Turns him back into a man walker. And then they go back to the planet. It turns out that their submerged city has now uh, gone above the waves. And the mermaid people are like, well, our kids are going to become land people now that you've shown us that land people aren't all jerks. So, Lati fucking duh. Great. All right. <laughs> the slaver weapon. 
So, in this episode, it's a, this is a, a shuttle episode where we get uh, Spock, Sulu, and Uhura are off on a little little jaunt in the shuttlecraft. They got a box with them. They found a new toy. A new ancient, it's like an ancient box from this ancient slaver civilization that used to rule the galaxy. Maybe the Iconian, I don't know. We don't really know. But anyway, they used to rule the galaxy. And these boxes contain, they're like time capsules from this ancient civilization. Time has no meaning inside the box. And so everyone's trying to get into this box. So anyway, they're flying along and suddenly the box starts vibrating. And they're like, holy shit, like most of the time it's, it's, a, it's a razor, a electric razor. But every now and again, it's a dildo. Um, Anyway, the box starts vibrating. They're like, oh, shit, it must be detecting another box nearby because you can only find a box with another box. So they land on this planet and they find out, oh, it was a trap. It's these Kazinti. Kazinti. That are these giant cat creatures. Of course the cats wanted a box. They love boxes. Oh, they're cats. <laughs> these, the cats catch them they, they, and these cat monsters want them. And then we learn that the cat monsters... Really, they're only going to want to talk to Sulu because mm. Spock is a dirty vegetarian eating on roots and leaves. Uhura's a woman. Even worse. <laughs> Dummy. Because uh, that's basically what they say. Women are uh, dumb dumbos in the Kazinti uh, culture. So really, they only want to talk to Sulu. And, and Spock's like, listen, if you feel them like doing their psychic shit on you, just imagine eating a nice, tasty salad and they'll fuck off because they hate fucking eating salads. Anyway, they pop open that box, because the whole plan was to lure them there to steal the box. So they do that. They pop open the box, and what do they find? Meat. They find a piece of poisoned meat. Yum. A picture. A picture of apparently the box's owner or his girlfriend. We I don't think know. it was pornography. Yeah. It was kind of naked looking. It was a one-eyed monster. Box Yikes. has good taste. And then they find... <laughs> that by itself is double entendre. Nothing, <laughs> nothing is necessary to add. Wonderful. And then they find this weapon, and the weapon's kind of neat because it's got a bunch of different settings, and every time you change the setting, the whole shape of the weapon changes. It's like the ultimate Swiss Army knife thing, except all the settings are kind of dumb. Like, they don't do anything cool. Like, one of them is like a pretty pitiful phaser, and one of them is like a rocket that makes it all over the place. Yep, yep. There was some other garbage in there. Not there was really some sort useful. of energy field disruptor. That was helpful. Yeah, well, that's true. There was some of the, like, blocked energy. So, I mean, it's like, uh, like, just like a Swiss Army knife, there's, like, two functions that you use often, and then the rest are just garbage. Like, do I really Corkscrew. need... Corkscrew. Yeah, like, really... Uh, how... Those really shitty tweezers. Yeah. Who tweezers? actually uses those really shitty tweezers? I don't know. The Swiss Army, people that I want to get you know. Get ill. The Swiss army is neutral. Yeah, as I say, they're neutral. Yes, they have a lot of time to pluck their eyebrows. <laughs> Somehow, I don't remember really what happened, but they managed to... Spock and uh, Sulu got the uh, got the hold of the weapon from the from the cat people, but they took Uhura and they're like... Was that right. when Spock kicked him? Oh yeah, Spock kicked him, busted his ribs. And, um, and then, while Sulu and Spock have the weapon, they figure out that there's a special super duper secret setting that is like a fucking nuclear bomb gun. Yeah. So it like, destroys the fucking planet they're on. It's Converts huge. matter and energy. So it's a total conversion weapon. And then the so they get somehow get captured back again and lose custody of the weapon. And the and the the Kazindi are like, all right, well show us how to use it. And they're like, we're not showing you shit. So they're like, okay, we'll just ask the weapon. So they ask the weapon, which 
talks now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey. I found it's speak and say setting. Oh, right. It's got a speak and say setting. It's like Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. So they pull the string and um, <laughs> they ask it, um, how do we get to the, how do we get to the super secret destructive weapon? And the thing's like, there's a snake in my boot. Like, <laughs> the thing's like, <laughs> you are not my master. And they're like, fuck you. Just tell us. And, and things like, okay, turn it to this setting. So like, okay, thanks weapon. So then they go outside to test it out. But of course the weapon was like, I'm smarter than you, and the weapon blew itself up because he actually gave him the instructions on how to do the self-destruct. And then uh, our heroes leave, and they're like, "What happened?" And nobody knows. Nobody knows. Especially so. Kirk, because Kirk wasn't Kirk here. Kirk wasn't there. No Shatner this week. Yeah, it was a very limited uh, cross section of our heroes in that episode. It was episode. interesting though. It had it allowed it to have a different focus. I thought, which was yeah, fun, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. Cat people and guns. First time trap. Yeah, so that one, huh? That had some shit. There's a Klingon. A what? Klingon. Klingon. There, some there were a lot of races. All the ra- pretty much all the races were here, it's including true. the Kizins. Yeah, about the Kizins. The, the Meow Men. Yeah, the Meow Men. What are they called? Kizinti. Kizinti. Yes, the Kizinti were there. We had Tellarites. We had a an Andorian. We had one of those um, spore things yeah, from flower, a few episodes. One of those weird boys. thistle things. Yeah. yeah. And then a Tellarite. Orion girl. A really yep, yep. annoying psychic lady with oh my a voice God, that like voice. fingers on glass. He nails on a chalkboard. Fingers on glass. <laughs> I hated her. It wasn't even like that. It that was, was, was kind of really, like that. It was a bad... It was even more annoying, though. I feel like that was a bad... Yeah, Sorry, we're, both the, we're both the Orion and the psychic, both Nichelle Nichols doing the voice thing. I think so. Yeah, Probably. So like, yeah, that wasn't great. Man, these, this show was just so fucking tedious to get through. <laughs> you know, this is painful. Yeah. It's just like... Because the episodes aren't, like, super interesting. Like, that's the problem. I liked the idea of this episode. The, yeah, yeah, the idea was really... The idea of, you know, a pocket in, in space-time where, you know, ships are just kind of stranded forever so they've made peace with each other. Mm. I like that idea a lot. I don't yeah. know quite how time works there, and that's a little bit confusing considering, you know... However many years can pass, and then suddenly the Enterprise can appear, or you know the Klingon ship will appear. I don't know quite how their time works in that regard. I was also working on running on a weird tangent of, huh? If time doesn't work for them really in this weird space pocket, can the women get pregnant? And would it work? The world may never know. Yeah, they'd probably be knocked up for like centuries. That's unbearable. Yeah, it sounds awful. And then you'd stuck be stuck with a baby forever. Yeah, if babies. Oh yeah, that's a stupid. good point. Like, do they? Because they, they said they don't really age. Yeah, babies they, can't they even said time read. passes, but very slowly. So it would just be a little poop machine for like eons. What are they eating this? this well, they're probably food? replicators. Do they? I mean, wouldn't you think? I mean, wouldn't those run out after a while, or is they just constantly recycling the poop back into food? Yeah, you just need matter, right? Poop, poop to food pipeline. That was the original name for the replicator when it was invented. <laughs> and the designer was like, here it is, the food, the poop-to-food pipeline. Why won't anybody buy this great invention of mine? <laughs> and like, it's, look, it's, the, the original like unit that they sold was like had a toilet seat on the top. No! <laughs> Actually, now wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, right? Right? Mm-hmm. right? You haven't said anything yet. Right? You haven't said anything. Wait a minute, right? Okay, but you haven't said anything yet. Wait the replicators we eventually see in TNG... Right, just make shit out of thin fucking air. It seems right because mm-hmm. it's like reconstituting. I think it's like using. I think it's like beaming it up. 
Is like, that from I think where? It's like, I think it's related the to... The sewer of the ship. Apparently. I think it's like oh. transporter type technology involved there. Right, right. I, I always thought they were like recombining like just random matter in the air into Oh, so stuff. Soylent Green is people in that case. So if you fart in the air... That's, that's, what, I was gonna get, that's what I was getting at. I mean, it might be that there actually is poop in replicator food as well as dead skin flakes. Yeah. And... Well, that's right. Well, because I, I always imagined that there was like some tanks of replicator... Goo? Like, like yeah. a 3D printer. Like a 3D printer, yeah. Like there'd be like a yeah. spool of... They have certainly stuff. implied, there was at least one episode of Voyager that did imply that replicators aren't bottomless. Like, that there is some sort of... Yeah, you can't create matter without matter having already kind of existed. Yeah, and that they have some sort of matter reserve somewhere for them. It's not just a matter of having enough energy to keep the machine running. But still, maybe there's poop in there, was my <laughs> Yay. Uh, like there certainly episode. was a lot of poop in this episode, I was guessing. I was thinking about, I was talking about how the, the replicators work with somebody, and I brought up, uh, you guys see the movie Snowpiercer? Not yet, no. It's weird, it's a weird movie. Fuck Piercer, man. You didn't like it? I thought I thought that movie was so silly. Uh, well, I'll oh. spoil just a, 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 a small plot element in that they learn, it might be a big plot element, I forget. They, they learn that all the food that makes it back to the low-class cabin of the train uh is made out of cockroaches yeah but oh. f- who the fuck gives a shit yeah it's, it's food like, yeah i mean it's huge. like process and like that's supposed to be the big like oh my god they've been eating bugs the whole time yeah but they're like converted from bug form into like protein well bars. that's just such like western privilege bullshit like well it's a korean movie so insects are a western. huge part of swaths of the world's diet anyway without being converted into something that doesn't look like a bug Timon and Pumbaa rocked it that too Mm-hmm. but yeah no, I do wonder where all their resources come from unless maybe because they also age super slowly maybe their metabolism you know it's just like I had a muffin right before we got into the time warp so I'm still digesting that Ooh. <laughs> I haven't been hungry in eons they mm. almost never poop that would solve the baby issue. The never poops. That'd be really sad. Oh. If you never pooped? Yeah. That'd be kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't be. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but yeah. I don't know. You start calling poops bummers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make a well, bummer. The problem is, is that I think, isn't bummer already English slang for homosexual? I know that, that bumming I mean, you is, would know because you're so British. Bumming is both. British slang for anal sex. I don't know if bummer is anything. I'm pretty sure bummer is. Oh, I get it. So when you say... Now, for all when you know... Like, when, like, if an American walked up and said, no, wait, this doesn't make sense. My joke wasn't going to work. <laughs> it almost made sense <laughs> in my sorry, head. Jake. To anyone listening, we don't know enough about bumming and bummer to know they might be slurs, and if so, we apologize. I don't know where they fall on the spectrum of acceptable terminology in Britain. I just know they exist. Do you think we have a lot of English listeners? No, but we might have someone who's an American who knows and knows that we're slurring. So we're off on, on a tangent. Let's get back to the time trap. <laughs> oh, God. Do we have to? Anything else about England we could talk about first? You didn't, so you didn't like the time trap? I didn't like what? any of these No, I'm episodes. just kidding. I, I actually didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I thought the idea was interesting. I got lost a lot in the, the Klingon versus... Enterprise discussions. We also saw random reused footage of Koloth instead of the new guy. Yeah, with with Sulu doing the voice. Yeah. Sorry, George Takei, rather. Mm. Yeah, I just thought, and also, like, it's already such a short episode, and I still feel like they were padding. No, not exactly. 
It was such a short episode, and I felt like they were trying to fit in too much stuff. Like, that whole, like, nuclear explosive bean majig <clears throat> seemed weird. I mean, of course, like, the Klingons were going to try to be duplicitous because they're Klingons, but, like, it just, I don't know. And the whole thing where, like, McCoy was trying to hit on one of the Klingon women and almost got in a fight, and it was just like, why is this happening? Yeah, I see, don't know, but it was adorable. That was great, though. McCoy is like, all right. He's a split space player. I, I'll, I'll try to be, you know... What's the word I want here? I'm going to try to do something kind of like... Diplomatic. Diplomatic. I guess I'll offer to dance with this Klingon. You were the cat. No, no, it was me. Sorry, I didn't mean to. And then it just kind of all goes to shit. It's like, this is why you don't try to mean well, McCoy. Guess who's coming to dinner? (laughs) Check off? Star Trek VI. Oh, don't hurt yourself, Walter. Yeah, no, I just felt like nothing happened in the episode. Yeah, well, that's like, what I felt that way about all these episodes. They're just fucking boring That's because shit. they can't stand animating things, like, so they just the cut hell, a lot of animating of things. How the hell, like... I remember like, during the original series, like, man, these some of these episodes would be so much better if they were half hour. And now these episodes, I'm like, man, these could have been like a 30-second <laughs> PSA. <laughs> <laughs> these episodes sure would be great if they'd never been made. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, this was just like, I know, I, I, the only bit of interest was when it looked like Kirk was trying to mac on the Orion uh, council member, mm. but even that, because it's more kid-oriented, that couldn't even go anywhere. We didn't even get to see her dance. No, we just got to see her go, Ta-da. and that's done. But you know what, honestly, that's fine. You don't like seeing the Orions do their dances? I, I feel like the dances on Star Trek have always just been weird. What color do you think the areola on the Orion? Why do we talk about We've this We've talked so about much. that before. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think we they're think probably it's a dark, a dark, dark green. green. I say turquoise. I say a dark. I just say like a hunter green or like a forest green. What about the bunghole? Uh, pink. Depends on the color they're probably pink. pink. Well, I assume their internals are still pink. Why would their internals yeah, still be why pink? Would we assume I don't know. I mean, because we're all descended from the same seeding species, mm-hmm. according to that shitty episode. I mean, That's every everybody's thing. insides are shitty episode. That was a great episode. Pink, you can screw yourself. Thing. I mean, like, well, oh, I just know Jake hates pink. it. We're pink because of blood, I assume, right? I don't fucking know. Well, so I guess if she has like, I guess it would depend on the color of the Orion's blood. But green areola for sure. Mm-hmm. Dark green. Possibly turn to blue. What are you looking at me for? I didn't start this. Chris is looking at me like I'm the one who said, I I wonder what color their areolas are. I just happened to be looking in your direction when I shook my head in exasperation. Honestly, I'm even less exasperated with the conversation, just exasperated with these episodes. Arioli, yeah. like we have to find other shit to talk about because there's nothing to talk about these episodes. Yeah, we've like reverted to our first couple of episodes tangenting because there's just. Nothing uh, happening. We didn't really get good at tangenting until at least a few weeks in. You know what I mean? Yeah, we used to ha- we used to keep on track. Mm. What a waste of time that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I this one though, like speaking of on track, Snowpiercer. Hey, cockroaches. But yeah, no, this one was just like I feel like they focused in the wrong areas and could have otherwise been. Yeah, I feel like if we saw more of the Elysian Council and less of the yeah, let's talk to the fucking Klingons. Yeah, because they're a cool culture. In- I also read that um, a lot of the the ships in the ship graveyard were unused designs from uh, from other ships in in TAS. Mm, so they were all kind of cool. Spock was getting all handsy in this episode yeah, to do mini handsy. mind melts. I was like, why is Spock being so chummy with everyone, throwing his arm over their shoulders? So he was like, mind hey melting. Guys. Yeah, yeah, he said later. He was like, yes. you, I first thought he was pulling again a Star Trek six and you know subtly like putting little like. Things on people. No, that's mm. that's foolish. No, no he was uh, he was mind melding them. Good. 
Acting I, I called that shit. Well, I, I guess it's more of a mind brush, this one. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, in a mind meld, can't the, the other party kind of sense that the they're moldy. being mind melded? Yeah, there's a lot, it's a lot more sort of like, there's no way to suck, there's no way to secretly mind meld something. There's no way to suck. <laughs> you started to say the word suck. I thought you were saying subtly. There's no way to subtly suck. A green areola. A green, a green areola. Wow. Fair <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I remain adamant. Hello, yeah. Adamant. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's this is our thing. dad jokes episode. Here's the thing. Like, what's the fucking deal with the fucking bear? boner, boner, boner? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the ship. The boner venture. He's asking about the ship. <laughs> the ship. The boner venture. The boner, boner, boner. <laughs> Bony <Yikes>. bear. <laughs> ah, it's the first warp ship. The boner, boner, boner. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Jake hasn't even been drinking. Jake, no. did you sleep last night at all? Or? I did a little. Um, no, I was gonna no, but like like that's the thing. Like they introduce this thing. They're like, look, there's the boner ship, and it's the first warp ship, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. I want to know more about that. Nope. Nope. We don't even meet the crew or like the captain. Like the captain come over and be like, oh, you must be my great great grandson, because I'm Captain Bob Kirk. Bob Tiberius Kirk. I am yeah. I'm Captain Roy Kirk. There was that I one. Might, I might sneeze. Anyway. Yeah, don't sneeze. Roy Kirk. Oh, no, it's gone. The moment, the, the moment you admit it, it's gone. So we're good now. Sorry. But yeah, there's that random woman on the council who, like, seemed to have sort of a weird badge. It almost had, like, the Starfleet science logo in the middle. And it's like, are you supposed to be from the... I sure would like to... I sure... I'm more than all of you than the actual plot of this episode, which is a problem. You know, they were much more interesting. Mm. You know, they had, for, for much from them. they had some Gorn that were like, yeah, all right, we'll be peaceful. What does a peaceful Gorn do? Do they write poetry? <gasps> what does it sound like? That's what oh, you know like. what I read about the Gorn recently? The Gorn was vo- voiced by Ted Cassidy, who was Ruck. No oh. shit! That's cool. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You <laughs> rang. <laughs> uh, better than anything that happened that episode. So, are we moving on, or can we... Yeah, let's move on to the ambergris element. The Ugh. let's turn into fish people episode. I didn't hate it. It was weird. There the was fish some... people was weird. Yeah, they it, were You know weird. what it reminded me of, and this is terrifying. Uh, one of those weird thrill-seeker magician types decided, I'm going to, like, submerge myself in a tank of water for the longest time anyone has ever been submerged in a tank of water. So, you know, his little breathing tube, he had his, you know, catheters and whatever in, so he could pee and piss as much as he wanted. Pee and piss. Holy shit. Both pee and piss. <laughs> Both of them. Uh, <laughs> um, so he's in the water. He's in the water for, like, I want to say, like, six days. The prudiest fingers. <laughs> That's the problem. The video that I watched of them taking him out after having been in the water for so long, his fingers get so pruned that they're just ballooned up to, like, twice the size of a normal human no. hand. And, like, the prunes are, like, the, the like, sea fans. They're, they're just enormous, puffy things. And I'm just, wa- I'm just thinking, watching this episode, like, Kirk and Spock would turn into just overhydrated puff monsters. Well, maybe part of the mutation... Isn't it, you think? prevents that. Well, they also weren't underwater that long. Also, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this, but that fucker isn't a magician. <laughs> you know, I, I know he likes to call himself one, but it's like, who look. Who is it? Do you know who it is? I can't think of his name, but I remember this dickhead. He kept doing stupid stunts like ten years ago. Hopefully one of them killed him or something, which is why I haven't heard from him in a while. Holy shit. But it's like, that's not a... Chris Angel? 
No, I have some other asshole who's hopefully dead too. But uh, <laughs> oh my God, is Chris Angel, dead? the star to steer to buy the star uh, a star to steer by his cast does not share the this hope that Chris we Angel is dead. We love magic. We're magic. No, I love magic too. I don't love some dickhead getting himself locked in a box with an air tube, being like, "I'm a magician." No, you're a magician. If you lock your ass in a watery box without an air tube and somehow aren't dead after six days, that's a magician. No, because you're just a no, weirdo. I think that's Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's, that's... Not a magician. I think because you lock yourself in a water a box of water for six days without an air tube, you will you you will just be because de- you do know. Chris. But is he doing card tricks underwater? <laughs> <at the time? laughs> I mean, though, he's like obviously your card. Obviously, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for you. But just so you know, and we're all on the same page. Magicians aren't actually magic. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> that doesn't mean, like, obviously he would have secreted in either a breathing apparatus or a tube or something. But if you're just going and admitting outright, here's my fucking breathing tube, and I've got a catheter, and I've got something <laughs> up my bum so that I can shit so all I can I pee want. and piss. <laughs> like, that's not Thank magic. That's just, so much, that's just a stunt. And I'm not going to lie. It's impressive in that I think you couldn't lock me in a box for 30 seconds before I was like, get me the fuck out of here. What's in a box? He just submerged in water. What, what is this box? I thought he was in a box, was in a said. tube? What? Did you say he was just like in a tube of water? Yeah, it was in a t- big tube of water. Yeah. Well, either way, you couldn't submerge me in shit for <laughs> You're doing like a piece of luggage this or anything. This dude took a six-day-long bath and it made... <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's like, worship me. And it's like, No! Fuck you! And then fix my hands, because they're gross. <laughs> I wonder if they ever, like, bounced back, or if he had to get surgery. Maybe that's why he had to stop Holy doing shit. things. shit, do you think? Oh, I don't want to look it up. Anywho. I'll let you guys look it up. The Ambergris Listeners, element. if you want to look it up, let us know. I pity you. The Ambergris Element was a bad episode. These were all bad episodes, but this is a bad episode. I like this the part was... where they had to jerk off the... Monster. Did they jerk off like, its tooth? I didn't like that they killed one of the monsters. Two of them! Was, two, two of them! them. They, killed, they killed the first monster in an entirely unrelated side plot. Yep. To get the to get the scrolls. I love, by the way, that this super advanced species still kept all their information on ancient scrolls in tubes. Also, the Aquans, knowing this was their old like the remnants of the of old towns and stuff. Left it all there yep. and didn't like you know say the scrolls were important. Let's bring it back. It well, because like if you try knowledge. to you try to read those scrolls underwater, they're just going to disintegrate. Oh no! Now, one thing that annoyed me that one of you, either Kate or Aim, solved was I said, "How is it they happen to have the caduceus or whatever?" Oh yeah, as their symbol for me. medical caduceus. stuff. Caduceus, thank you. And you justified it actually rather cleverly, saying maybe they had been visited by the the aliens who humanity thought of as the Greek gods. And so certain Since symbols were shared. they definitely existed. Yep. And bopped around various planets. So I thought that was, that was a good explanation to fix a stupid thing in this episode. Thank you. Thank you. I like part where they have hands. I like that Doc did a full medical exam and didn't notice they had webbed fingers until... Doc is a shitty Doc. Sometimes. Maybe he was too busy focusing on their ding-dongs. Just Are these still okay? Yeah. Where there were okay, good. Maybe. They're fine. He, you know what it is? Doc, like Caitlin, just wants them to touch dicks. So it's like, they're passed out. Pull their pants off. I'm finally making this happen. Bones, no. No, Bones. That's rapey and weird. Stop pooping them. That's horrifying. I'm uncomfortable. I will never say touch dicks again. 
My God, I've ruined the podcast. Wow, I don't think we can go on. No. This has been the final episode of A Star to Steer Her By. This we has still been have another episode. Don't blame this on me. It's because of the goddamn quality of these episodes, and you know it. <laughs> Amber Grass. Oh, yeah. That was Evergreen. So apparently the mutation was caused by injecting them full of whale vomit. Which, what? It was, snake, it was snake venom. No, no, that was how they fixed them. The snake oh. venom was the antitoxin, ironically, to the ambergris-like chemical they'd been injected with to make them into fish monsters. Oh, I was it, Did it come from the same sea yeah, snake? I thought it came from the same animal. It may have, Because they, I feel like, you know, I know antitoxins are often derived from the true, actual true. poison, so... I don't know if they said where the amber... And they did compare the, the sea snake to a whale. Yeah, so it very well may have come from the same animal, but the initial mutation was caused by the puke. The not mutation was the poison. You can make great uh, perfume out of that. Yes. yes. And apparently webbed-fingered sea humans. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened in that episode of Futurama when uh, Kif gave uh, Amy the pure ambergris. You know, next day, ooh, webbed fingers, and Zoidberg was like, finally, you're hitting your next stage of development. I don't think that was his voice. Yeah, I fucked that up royally. <laughs> I like that the Enterprise is equipped with many aquatic vehicles. Yeah, yeah that's actually... They had an aqua shuttle and this little scouter skiff, skiff thing. Yeah. Dingy. They've actually, I noticed that in an earlier Sailboat. episode, was that they have seemingly a bunch of different kinds of shuttles in the animated series. Because even in the next one, the kind of shuttle they're in is a new design. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. But you can still see, in I think it was the Harry Mudd episode from last week, like you can kind of see they've got these sort of sleeker shuttles, but then off to the left you can still see a more traditional like TOS-style big boxy fucker. So, like, I do like the idea that, like, no, no, there's a bunch of different kinds of shuttles that serve different purposes. And it does help the idea, like, yeah, what does happen if they come to a planet that's mostly water or... They come across an underwater civilization. The idea to have an aqua shuttle is actually pretty cool and useful. And mm. It's going to sell more toys. Ultimately something that... Oh, that's mm, actually a good idea. Yeah. Something that never comes up again, because I feel like in Voyager they have to specially prep a shuttle for underwater travel at one point, don't they? Am I making that up? they got to patch all the holes. Yeah, yeah. But they don't have an explicitly aqua shuttle. there be holes in the shuttle? shuttle? Yeah, vents and shit. Yeah, vents. Heat sinks. Let the space in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a great thing. All their all their computers. You don't even have to air cool. You just space cool them. You know, Dear it God. is very cold in space. Yeah, says Khan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hated how they swam. That oh, because really they didn't dumb. use their. They didn't use their freaking. Right. Yeah, they have fucking web hands to to use as that was paddles. A, that was a quirk of the animation, though. You just know it, like. Oh yeah. There's no way they were gonna do that shit. Yeah, they were just like, all right, we're gonna represent them become fish monsters by giving them webbed fingers, but like, fuck, are we gonna bother animating good swimming? Because even yeah, the we fish know monsters, how to, we know how we do Aquaman. This is how swimming happens. Yeah, and that's how. I mean, the fish monsters swam the same way, which is, was terrible. Also, they forgot to color them in a lot. Yeah, I don't know if they forgot or if that was a stylistic choice. That was supposed choice. to be the bubbles of water passing them so quickly. It's water. Ah, like there that, we go. Something that, like that. I feel like that's a thing, isn't it, in animation sometimes? Yeah. I don't remember that. No, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I'm not saying it's good, it's still lazy, but... Speaking of bubbles, you know, is it wrong that I just kind of wanted someone to, to have, like, a couple of bubbles float up from their bottom when they were in their little fish tank? Wrong, no. Immature, yes. Good enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. Yeah, they didn't have any catheters. How are they going to pee and piss in their those tanks? They, they could just, they just right into the water oh, and also, then they filter it out. Gross. That bothered me. 
I get they can breathe underwater now. That doesn't explain how they can talk perfectly unimpeded underwater. It wasn't perfectly now. unimpeded. There was a filter on it. There was a weird echo effect. Yes. Well, except when they were underwater in the underwater city where they talked perfectly normal. I feel like when they were in the ship. Oh, it was just because of the echo of the tube. It wasn't even because of them. It was just because of the Yeah, like everyone's just talking just fine. Like they're in air. And it's like, ah, excuse me. (laughs) Apparently the life support belts also work underwater. Good to know. Good to know. Basically... It makes makes sense because it works in space. So it's just, you know, airtight, so your computer gets fanned or whatever you guys just said. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it does actually make sense. And you could even posit that maybe that has a little speaker built in, so Scotty being able to communicate makes sense. But how do you you use one of those belts if you have to poop? You don't. (laughs) Just hold it, huh? Yeah, you hold it until you're back on the ship. Because at least it's not like coming back into a spaceship now. Where you do have to get out of this spacesuit, which I'm sure it takes for fucking ever. You just get back on the ship, run pell-mell towards the bathroom, and just turn the belt off when you get there. I would think that you would just shit yourself. Because no one's going to smell it outside of the field. Until you turn it off. Also, yeah, you're, you're stuck. Yeah, it. you're stuck smelling it. Everybody likes the smell there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. That's gross. How do you shit, Caitlin? I don't shit, Ames. I'm a lady. <laughs> Uh, you know what else was shit? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Not that segue. Uh, Kurt reverting back from fish person to human. Was, oh, yeah. It was it was terrifying. I expected them to do that thing, like, you know in old Looney Tunes, where, like, something will turn red and then blue and then oh, purple and then plaid and then polka dots. I was, like, waiting for that to happen with him nope, because I kept changing his skin color. scales instead. And a little back fin. Which makes no sense, because even the fish monsters didn't have back fins. What was he turning didn't into? They? they had something. He's turning into a porpoise. They had big, like, weird sail hair. They had stuff on their legs, too. Yeah, 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 but not coming out of their well, spines. I don't know. I haven't seen them naked. I guess you have. They're all... What, the fish? Eyes. They kind of just wore Speedos. Yeah, well... Yeah, no, and, and they, like... He was like, oh, no, wait, it's gone too far! Oh, wait, no, it hasn't. Never mind. It's like, then why put in the, oh, no, it's gone too far? <laughs> That only padded your episode by literally about five seconds. Because they wanted to show us the horror that could have awaited Captain Kirk. What if it were going wrong? Oh, wait, it's fine. What if Spock were blind? Oh, wait, he's fine. What if Kirk were dead? No, he's fine. Yeah, it's a a classic Star Trek trope. Being shitty? (laughs) The unnecessary Onos. Well, I mean, again, like, that's the thing is we, I mean, surely no one was going to die in the animated series, but kids don't necessarily know that. And again, we only know that no one died in the original series because we got movies out of it. I mean, I I know that it's like maybe not a great argument, but it's the one I've got and I just feel like, you know, who knows? Maybe from then on, Kirk has to be underwater. He commands from a little tank that they prop up on his chair. There's always a bigger fish. And there's a tribble, a big tribble in the tank as well. <laughs> Ugh, white tribble. So the, the the fish people, they find Spock and and Kirk after their, their dinghy was wrecked by fish. And they <laughs> give them the power to breathe underwater. And then they wipe their memory and, like, set them off somewhere. Yeah. They wipe their memory specifically so they'll, they'll never come back. Where else did you think you think they were supposed to go? Yeah, they're they're newly newly made fish people. You, they can't go back on the land. They can't go back on the Enterprise. They're stuck in the sea. You're gonna see them again, guys. Yeah, yeah. They just left them on the beach. Well, it's also like, all right, 
We know that our elders despise land dwellers. Let's save these land dwellers by making them sea people. But then what alienate was the them logic? and then treat them like shit. Yeah, like, yeah, what was the logic? Tre- treating them like land dwellers. Of any of this. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? But hey, they figured out how to redirect the source, the force of earthquakes via phasers. Yeah. Which you think yeah. is something they would have worked out years ago if it's possible. Well. I mean, for Christ's sakes, they, they built their academy in one of the most earthquake-prone parts of the planet Earth. Maybe they did fix that problem. I think, well, they also said they had to, like, they specifically had to phaser an area that isn't inhabited. Mm. And I feel like if the capital city area has a problem, you don't want to just start shooting phasers out around there. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yep, ambergris. Yep. Amber shit. (laughs) Amber shits. (laughs) The amber shits. Amber shits of grain. Oh, my. How patriotic. I don't have a segue to get into the slaver weapon. Let's talk about the slaver weapon. <laughs> I like their sexy little sleek shuttle. Speaking of patriotism, slavery. Perfect. Oh, God. So how fucking uncomfortable was everyone else before the explanation was given? But Spock was just like, they consider me a new horror inferior. And it's like, whoa, what's going on here? Are these space cats racists? Oh, they're racists and sexists. I see. Well, that's the thing. It is. It was interesting because it was like, well, Sulu was the obvious choice, and I was kind of like, okay, that's uh, good. I mean, it's it was you know because he wasn't a Vulcan and he wasn't a he, woman. He eats meat, but and he was it, also a minority. So, but the only reason he was okay was because he's a meat eater. A meat eating male. They're fine. Yeah, which so apparently this species just evolved from Twitter commenters. I wonder what the Kazindi women are actually like. Uh, supposedly they are bred to be stupid. They're so. just regular cats. Meow. Meow. <laughs> That's where Maress came from. No, I'm just No, she doesn't have the weird... They have weird, like, thin ears. That could be she a male it. thing they use to attract women with. Fair. Mm, she fair. could be. Fair. Yeah, so the, but she's not nearly as dumb as no. one would expect. I think, I, I think it's actually... I think it's just there's the Kazindi men are, like, bipedal creatures with... Speech and the women are just literal house cats, but like bigger. Nope. And redder. <laughs> nope. Just ex- they're no, just please, house at cats. At least bigger. I don't want to imagine <laughs> a giant human-sized thing having its way with a house cat makes me sad. At least let it be a big house. It's like cat. a Doberman fucking a Chihuahua. Ugh. It works for them. What the fuck is going on with this episode? <laughs> okay, maybe not a house cat. Maybe like a. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a puma. Ooh, a but I also, the other stupid thing was it was like, Spock is like, all right, don't say or do anything, Uhura. Maybe they'll forget that human women are intelligent, unlike their women. It seemed like that is what was happening. But then all of a sudden, Captain Cat is like, human women are intelligent, you fool! That's because like, she broke out. Yeah, they remembered because she did something that was intelligent. Maybe, yeah. Although she didn't break out. She just got knocked out of the police But then she got the fuck up and because ran. Because Captain... Yeah. Cat there used his rocket gun to. You can't keep going, Captain Cat. It was good the first time. Face around the. Bl- I don't remember his name. Uh, chuffed Captain. I'm He's Chuffed. Cap. I'm calling chuffed? Captain Cat. That's chuffed Captain. What was his name? Chuffed. Why is his name Chuffed? Because he's a cat. Chuffed is. Do you know what Chuffed means? No. I don't know what Chuffed means. So, back home in jolly old England, Chuffed Boy. means to be like pleased. So like, oh. like a, it's a verb. Yeah, okay. like I'm chuffed. What is what the fuck does Hooters there say on Animal Crossing? I'm chuffed as chips. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, just being chuffed is like. Yeah, chuffed captain there. 
knocked her out of this seemingly impenetrable field. Yeah, how the, the police fuck? web. The police web. And the, the 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 psychic served no purpose in the he episode, didn't. by the way. He, he was never not necessary. Who the psychic? Was, yeah. Yeah. He was just there to look sad. And I, I thought I feel, I feel, I wasn't Eeyore like, and around. Was yeah. there any information he got from them that was useful? No. Not really. So no, why he him? there was that one time where Maybe 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 the only the, reason he was there was so that Spock and Uhura wouldn't be the ones conversing with him. With, with, with the rest of the, the cat people. Well, but there was that time when they were, like, firing the weapon at the group of them that he was reading Sulu and being like, well, he can hear a low hum, but nothing uh, else. So, I mean, that was kind of helpful. But that was the extent of his. Like, you could remove him from the episode and there would be very little difference. What I liked, as Jake pointed out, was that their little space suits had little tail tail uh, sleeves on them. Tail but you sleeves. would think that that would have to be like a really... Every single one of those space, space suits that would have to be really, really specifically tailored. Because if your tail was a little bit longer, it wouldn't work out. Yeah. Also, it must be a bitch to get on. Nah. Or get off, because they're trying to take it off. It's just like a glove. You're trying to take a yeah. glove, the fingers go inside out sometimes. Yes, yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah, that'd be tough. And cats don't have thumbs... So getting that fixed is probably a right fucker. <clears throat> Especially with those claws. Damn. They just seem to look like they looked like they just had regular hands though. They didn't look like they had cat paws. Oh. It's yeah. a, it's any anthropomorphized animal. They are they're allowed to have hands. Yeah. Yeah. Except actually that we did again, this was last week, but uh there was a close up on Maressa's hand at one point and she does appear to just have a paw. Oh bless her. Don't know how the hell she does anything on a ship that seems designed for people with thumbs, but they just push buttons. She doesn't need thumbs to push buttons. Yeah, doors open for you. How she, she doesn't need to turn any levers. How is she going to pick up a cup of coffee? She l- laps it like, like a cat looking a saucer of milk. Yeah, it's true. She, her mouth's not designed for pouring. Unless you're pouring Scotty's dick into her face. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, so, That doesn't even work. Plus, all of her teeth are pointy. The way you were talking earlier, was there some sort of specific reason no one else was in this episode? Kind of, maybe, yeah. Okay. So, uh, let me let me give some, a little bit of background. This was a, a episode written by Larry Niven. Niven or Niven? Niven. Niven. Larry Niven, uh, who is a popular short story writer and other writer of things, sci-fi and stuff. So they just took his existing short story, The Soft Weapon, and turned it into a Star Trek episode by just kind of switching what characters are already in it and making them the, st- the Star Trek characters. So there were like, you know, a man and a woman who became Sulu and Uhura and a guy that was a little bit, like had special power so that he just became Spock. Okay. And there weren't any other characters really in the in the story. The Kazinti people were in the story so they just kind of moved them over. They were pink again because Hal Sutherland, the director, was colorblind. So they just didn't have a, a Kirk, and he got special permission to not have to need the rest of the the voice actors for this episode. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, fine, yeah, we don't need Shatner today. Go so ahead. a few shekels. Shatner was pissed. No, I wonder if part of the agreement, though, was that they had to get paid as usual. You know what I mean? Cause I don't know. That's I feel true. like a lot of times they pay per episode. So Yeah, but know. if they had a contract, they were going to be in. They were episodes. infamously expensive. As we discussed earlier. Mm. Speaking of infinitely expensive, I also learned that the the Kazinti people, according to the the books and according to how he wanted uh, them portrayed in the episode, are supposed to be striped cats. Mm. But stripes are too hard to animate and would be too expensive, so they just became solid orange cats. Except for when they would talk and sometimes the color of their jaw would flicker (laughs) as their mouth moved. Yep. 
Yeah, um, man, it was in the it was in the the time trap where I was like, I thought I was having a stroke because one of the one of the the, the Klingons' mouth kept getting really blurry, and I was just like, holy shit, nuts! Just bad animation. But yeah, the slaver weapon. I liked uh, I liked the the end. I liked when, when it was over. No, oh. but, no, but I liked. Um, I really liked that. Like the they found out that the gun was like sentient, even though its fucking voice was obnoxious. Oh my god! But I loved the reasoning. Like you know, they they were like, "Oh, show us how to blow shit up again." And the the gun's like, "Oh yeah, sure, twist me this way." And they do. Hot. And you know the. And the Enterprise crew is like, that's not the same thing we just saw. And I just really enjoyed, like, the whole, like, okay, like, you know, if you were surrounded by baddies and last you knew you were at war and this is an alien species, you don't know, what do you think you would do? Glad they didn't use it in the room with uh, the rest of the crew. Well, they were, they had been, they had been taking their safety precautions throughout anyways. Like, they wouldn't have wanted to blow up their own ship. Ah, that makes sense. The one thing that just I couldn't deal with was the fact that the paint job on the weapon made it look like a watermelon. It did have a kind of a watermelony because it was various shades of green and stripes, and it was mm. just like, it, especially when it was round a few times, like it just looks like a fucking watermelon. Except for that one time, it looked like a maraca. Yeah. Yay. Oh god, and Sulu being able to Sherlock the fact that it was a spy weapon. Well, he's a weapons expert. We've seen this time and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> this is the first time he has encountered a shape shifting weapon, though. <laughs> you I don't mean, know that. You don't know what he's got collected. I mean, admittedly, his logic was sound, but still, it's like suddenly he's Sherlock fucking Sulu. What other kind of fucking <laughs> asshole would need this Swiss Army bullshit? Oh my god. Th- that, see, that's what I want now. Hologram, holodeck, Sherlock, Sulu? No. Uh, a little spin-off story where it turns out, you know, in the period between the original series and the first movie, Sulu and Chekhov went off together for a little while and became detectives. Ha! <laughs> well, let's get an animation budget together and... We can't afford Walter Koenig, guys. <laughs> Guys, I have a ham sandwich <laughs> in my room. Yeah. Go get it. Darling, oh, I keep telling you. Yes, put it in the damn fridge. Yeah, well. Walter, Been there for a year. Listen, Walter Koenig's not picky. Oh, Neither oh, are the cats. Me. They've eaten half of it. Oh, poor Walter Koenig. I don't mean it. Walter, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I slag you off all the time, but uh, I think you're just, just aces. So leave that in. Don't you dare take that I out. Walter Koenig needs to know. <laughs> We've already got one check off to another. We always apologize. Yeah, we have so many apologies to Walter Gate apologies on Walter Gating. The only reason people are still listening to us. If there's ever a star to steer her by drinking game. Yeah, that can be one of the things. Apologizing to Walter Koenig after don't hurt yourself. Don't don't hurt yourself, Walter. One. Sorry, Walter. Two. You're really close to bingo. If you've got that free space, now all you need is touch dicks and uh, (laughs) we had that earlier this episode. And what's another thing that we say? I don't know, fisting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> Any kind of, you know, insert word here, corner. Yep, I was just going to say the corners are definitely... Man, now I think we, we need a drinking... We need a drinking game. We shouldn't encourage our listeners or to. Or a bingo. Uh, we don't know that they're all legal. A, a bingo. Legal a bingo yeah, card we'll, we'll anyhow. Also, bingo, we'll also go through these things so often that they'll die. They'll die of alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. If they, if it were count how many times we say fisting, one episode they'd be just comatose. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, anyway, you don't like kind of light with a was the 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 stasis box. That thing was really freaking cool. I, I kind of cool idea. It was kind of funny because it first, looked it looked just like a box. I'm sure it could, it could like I was hoping it would be more ornate because mm. how do you know it's the slaver the slaver's uh, 
property property if it's not there's a big sticker on the bottom yeah property of slavers but i Please do return to a million years ago i kind of you know amused by the idea of, that it could have just it would, a better episode actually would have been right because i think jake at one point you said it they're like a time capsule and let's be honest time capsules usually full of fucking guff because whatever idiots put it together this thought, is a tape of the music that was popular right. this year. So it's funny if instead of the story we got, it's like a big fight over it and they finally open it and it literally is just like useless bullshit. Well, I mean, aside from the gun, I mean, it was some rotten <laughs> meat. And a picture. And a picture. like That we don't even know was necessarily of the slaver race. Because they ran the galaxy, so it yeah. could have been... Definitely pornography. Mm. I want to know more about that era. That era sounds interesting, especially because they only really know about it from finding slaver boxes, yeah. stasis boxes. In the race, you know, That's so they, an interesting premise. They ruled a huge swath of the galaxy. Species finally rebelled, and the war was so huge, all intelligent life was wiped out, and intelligent yeah. life had to re-evolve. Thanks, Sargon. Sargon helped. You should re- write that shit. I'd read that if you oh, wrote snap. it. I'm, I'm sure there are there are other books about. Yeah, but I mean, fuck, honestly, fuck those if, guys. Uh, if Larry Niven wrote this, I'm sure most of his books even go into further detail. Larry Niven. Do you not like Larry Niven? I don't know. What I haven't about. actually read any Larry Niven, but I know people who have, and apparently his writing is both popular and very not good. From what I've heard, is it Just like, like a, Stephanie Meyer? Is it like a Lovecraft thing where he's like a racist? Or uh, well, apparently, the yeah, like, there's a lot of like sexism, I guess, in his well, work. Uh, given when he was writing, that's hardly yeah. no wonder they chose one of his stories to be a fucking show on this. Yeah. His mo- I think his most famous series. Women are considered inferior, the, of course. A, Sign us a up. Series of, called the the Ring World. Which is a cool concept. It's essentially like from what again I haven't read it, but the setup is essentially that there's a you know what a Dyson sphere is? So a Dyson sphere is where you build this giant sphere around a star, and then you build your civilization on the inside of that sphere, and the star produces enough energy to, you know. You know, make your civilization run forever. So, but mm. you know, but essentially, a Dyson sphere would be fucking a massive, right? It would be huge. So, it's like, could a you few. do Dyson spheres within Dyson spheres? Oh no, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work because okay. only the first one would get sunlight. Okay. Um, but with the basement. The, but what the Ring World story is is essentially the same idea, except instead of a sphere, they only built a ring around the star. So, save some money. Um, <laughs> And then it's like... A that pen. way you can also get out. <laughs> yeah. And evidently, like, humans discover this place, having been built by some ancient ancient aliens, and uh, and then they live there, and apparently it's like a series of stories about things that happened on this ring world, I guess. I, That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting setup. So like, I'm starting to realize the people that made the Mass Effect trilogy really like Larry Niven. Yeah? Well, because the whole thing is, like, there's repeated extinction of not all intelligent life, but all spacefaring intelligent life, Mm. and ancient alien megastructures being found and lived in by newer species and this and that. I'd like to almost go back and read some of his stuff now just to see if it's just these light influences or if they just blatantly rip him off Mm. or not. Well, you should read the uh, the Ringworld series. Supposedly, that's the best thing he does. I mean, then. probably not. Though we know me, I, I don't read as much as I like to. Ames, you read them. Report back to me. No. And then play Mass Effect. No. 
It's a good game. You might like it. I don't play a lot of video games because I don't have the, the finger strength. Jake, you play it and make her watch. <laughs> it really just seems like you should just read the short stories. I think that would be the least time-consuming. No, I know. I was being a wise-ass. Mm. Um, anything else about these uh, these, these no. cat Let's people go drink. putting out fires with gasoline? <laughs> Let's go drink. Meow. How many cats in the animated series between... Morass. Morass and the giant cat from the yep. place last week. Yeah, the shoreleaf planet. Shore leaf planet. And then these cat creatures. Yeah. A lot of kitties. Yeah, yeah it's good. Everybody likes because children love cats. Kitties are wonderful. Cats are great. There's one right now. Cats oh, are great, unlike this episode. Cat. I was not happy this week. This week was all no. bad. Yeah, I mean, I think the weapon episode was probably the best of the three yeah. this week. But even I think the, wor- the worlds were interesting. Yeah. And they, they just don't do quite enough with them, I think. They keep focusing on the wrong things. Yeah, because the, the, the whole world where you have a stasis box and that's how you learn about shit, that's interesting. Yep. A... a world that lives in a pocket dimension yep. is really fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just feels like it's such a letdown because it was like, think of all the things we'll be able to do now that it's an animated series, and they just... Do the same old bullshit. Yeah. Just yeah. with slightly weirder aliens and nicer shuttlecraft. And stuff that doesn't move ever. Yeah, yeah. no, it's really like... TAS has mostly been a bust, and we're almost done with it, so I don't see it improving anytime soon. No. It won't. Well, we'll sure. soon get to the films, and there's some good stuff in there. That's true. And also some shit. All right, so with that anticlimax, this has been episode 46 of A Star to Steer Her By. Woo. Please join us next week when we'll be looking at The Eye of the Beholder, The Jihad, oh dear, next. and it's good. The Pirates of Orion. Hey, you pronounced Orion right. I had to work at it. <laughs> Uh, do please find like our Facebook page, A Star to Steer Her By. Subscribe to us with your favorite podcasting application. If you use iTunes, please consider giving us a rating and a review. And we are on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. For A Star to Steer Her By, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Meow. <laughs> Maybe from then on, Kirk has to be underwater. He commands from a little tank that they prop up on his chair. There's always <laughs> a bigger fish. And there's a tribble, a big tribble in the tank as well. <laughs> Ugh, white tribble. I don't tank. like that in the scene where they're taking the submarine to the Naboo capital, that they pull the big fish gag twice. That always bothered me about that movie. Took me a bit to realize that you'd actually gone on to episode one and just weren't referring to the fish people city as the Naboo capital. Oh, yes. Like, I was like, is Jake just swapping in names again? Oh, no, we're actually talking about episode one now. They pull the big fish joke twice. They did. And it's really weird. that they didn't. That is hardly the worst. There's a joke where they're being chased by... A sea creature. Uh-huh. There's always a bigger fish. And a big fish comes and eats the sea creature. Right. And Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson says, there's always a bigger fish. And then a little while later, they're being chased by that fish. And another fish, a bigger, bigger fish comes and eats the bigger fish. So there's always a bigger fish. Did he, he say, say there's always a bigger fish? Or does Obi-Wan Oh, you just mean the joke played out twice. The joke played out twice. So he didn't say it twice. No. That's I wondered fine, if like then. Obi-Wan Kenobi was like ironically being like, yes, there's always a bigger fish. 
It's a good thing he didn't, wasn't like, you're right, that's the biggest fish. Because then there would have been another one that was bigger. That's uh, true. Yeah, but again, not uh, hardly... What, what the, a terrible movie that hardly was. Hardly the worst issue with that steaming pile. Not as bad as the second one. No, uh, well, nothing is that Not bad. as bad as some of these episodes have been. Yep, that's a good point. Our podcast or the animated series. It's always a shittier episode. <laughs>